When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is September 2nd, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Monday Night Raw, the era of Dark Bailey has begun. <laughs> oh, that ending. Matt, did that wake you up at the end there? It did. And can't we call it NWO Bailey? Full, yeah. Full, full, hey. full, 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 full life. We can't. Hey, you know, I think this is, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. When we talked about this before, were we seriously talking about it? Or we were kind of kidding, right? Like, oh, Bailey's going to turn one day and it's going to be awesome. Here's the problem. Yeah. Okay, here's my only come on, let's just be honest though. Do we think they've missed a boat where we care enough? I did tonight. Will I care like after a week from now? Because very similar with how they brought her in and debuted her in piss poor form. Yeah. And we just kept waiting and waiting for them to let her be Bailey that we saw in NXT. And then they like kind of tried to let her be Bailey from NXT, like what, a year in? And then we're like, it's too late. We don't care anymore. And I'm just concerned that we wanted this heel. We needed this heel. She needed this heel turn, I should say, ages ago. Not ages yeah. ago, but back when it started with Sasha, would have been the opportune time. Yeah, um, I, you know, I put out a poll I, I don't on know. Twitter. I'm almost wondering if they hand wave this away next week and give some half-assed explanation as like, to why she did this tonight. <laughs> like when she flipped out that one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this could be, uh, I don't know. I, I would like for it to be permanent. I think her and Sasha as uh, the bad girls of Monday Night Raw is a very, yeah. very interesting angle. Uh, and man, what a turn. Because, I mean, I did Sasha as a face ever really do it for you? Sasha is a bad mama jamma as a heel. She is a star in every sense of the word as a heel. If they did her right as a heel, gave her a, a, a larger amount of time as a heel to be established as a main event women's talent as a heel with as champion run the whole nine. She would have been a enormous face, bigger than we could have ever thought because she has everything. I go back to her WrestleMania entrance with Snoop Dogg coming out, crying out. Yeah. Loud. I said Snoop Dogg. That means I'm old. Snoop <laughs> coming out. Um, there's nothing more star making than that moment right there. And WWE managed to find a way to screw that up too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Glenn, this, you could come out with Snoop and you would be made overnight. Well, I think, you know, I have a bit of an advantage there. Cause you know, my flow is pretty <laughs> solid. So, you know, but I mean, I get your point point taken. Uh, so for those just tuning in that missed Monday night raw at the very end of the show, Bailey has a steel chair and starts beating the hell out of Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks by Bailey's side, Bailey just whacking away as uh, we went off the air trademark 2019 world wrestling entertainment. Um, kind of a snoozer holiday show for the most part up until that point. Uh, yes, it was. I enjoyed the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns video package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I've missed some things. I know, uh, as Raj put it, I missed a lot of school this month or in the month. Why does he keep calling the school? I thought I, I was missing an inside joke or something. Well, did it? Wasn't that always like the thing in school when you were a little bit in trouble? Like, he's been missing a lot of school lately. That's sort of like the, you know, and so next we're going to put you in summer school, you know, or sure independent study. I don't know. Uh, so 
look, uh, things have changed. Things have happened. I've been following along with Wrestling Twitter. I just got back from All Out in Chicago, where I was there for StarCast as well, representing Blue Chew. And I uh, was at All Out Live. You work on... for Blue Chew? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm being real. We've haven't we we've had this discussion like five no. times. My agency represents Blue Chew. They're oh. one of our largest clients in podcast. I know they're one of our podcast sponsors. I yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, my agency represents them and a number of other brands to do their podcast buys. And with Blue Chew, we also do live events. So Starcast, I do those sponsorships for Blue Chew. I go there. I work it. I negotiate the deal with Conrad ahead of time. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm boots on the ground to make sure that you know everything goes smoothly. Did you ever tell them how much better it would be done if I was doing it? Oh, the mayor of Longwood thing comes up all the time <laughs> and the blueprint. I told you we wanted to buy the Welcome to Longwood billboard sponsored no, by Blue Chew. Nah, no, no. <laughs> I know. And I talked him out of it because don't want to get you that. any heat. I swear to God, I did not know that you were. I okay, feel that's like cool. that's come up multiple times. Uh, anyhow, so you know, we'll talk a little bit more about Starcast in All Out later in the show first want to get through monday night raw and talk yes. about tonight so oh man i missed a bunch so i know uh braun and seth are tag team champions now yeah. and we opened the show with a contract signing between them because even though they're a tag team mm -hmm. uh and are working together and are champs they're going to face each other for the universal title at clash of the champions in two weeks yes and stone cold is going to be there for the contract signing is yeah that, right did i read that right when that's correct on the screen okay so i will bet you in that contract signing braun will get the best rub from it he'll look like a star in that ring even next to stone cold where i well i will make the argument seth will not look like as big of a star he'll look hmm. do you know how many times like our younger wrestlers are in the ring with someone like stone cold or the rock and they come across as just fans and marks for that those hall of famers yeah um which we all are but when you're in the ring with them, like when I when I did my segments with Hulk Hogan, you didn't see the little six year old Matt Morgan like clapping his hands back and forth, going bananas, going, Holy shit, I'm in the middle of a segment with Hulk Hogan, and I'm slamming him against the wall, and I just kicked him in the nuts and punched him in the face. Like none of that was portrayed. Instead, I looked like a guy on his level who just handed him his ass. Um, it's something I don't know how to explain that, how you do that or not do that. I just know when WWE brings in these bigger, older talents that are super over to that level from the Attitude Era, they seem like they're—I don't know what the word is—they just seem less of lesser stars, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Stone Cold's definitely having a moment now overall, right? I mean, his uh, Straight Up Steve Austin show on the USA Network is it's doing really quite good well. show. It's a really good show, actually. I actually watched it. Yeah, how did uh, I read someone described it on Twitter? It's like comedians in cars getting coffee for the Fast and the Furious crowd. Yes. <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is. Redneck version for sure. It's yeah. awesome. It's so well done. And he's such an easy going guy. You want to drink the, he's the epitome of the saying we have in wrestling. You know, the, the guy that girls want to be with, but then the other side of the argument of the selling point of someone's a famous, should be a good wrestler or not, is the guy that the guys want to go have a beer with. Stone Cold the epitome of that saying. And that's So much so he has his own beer. He should. He totally should. Yeah, no, he does. Broken Skull IPA. Steve Weiser's. Is that what they're called, Steve Weiser's? Well, that's what he refers to him as on the uh, podcast. They, they should be. That's cool. Yeah, uh, which I'm I'm excited to try. I've yet to see it in a store around here, but I'm excited to give it uh, a taste. Um, so yeah, we open up tonight with that contract signing gone awry because at Clash of the Champions, not only will Braun Strowman face Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship, but yeah. they will defend their tag team titles against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. 
Didn't I think he had a third title opportunity? Where didn't he have an opportunity to have all three titles? Uh, like, did he? I didn't seem to recall. I know he's defending two that night. U.S. Championship. Oh, oh, that's right. So uh, AJ Styles came out, and AJ was saying he should get uh, in line, uh, or he should have the shot at the Universal Championship. Um, being the U.S. champion, I believe it was. But I don't think they made clear who he's going to be facing at uh, Clash of the Champions. I, thought, I think it's going to be Braun. That would be interesting. I, I do. And, and I think they should go all in, pun intended, um, with Braun. He should have every championship and be under Every belt. He just should. He should be the modern-day Brock Lesnar with how they try to push Brock. You know, and he's unbeatable. That's the way Braun should be. Yeah. I mean, I've been wondering on Braun. I mean, we talk about it, I feel like, on this podcast all the time. Why? Why, why is he just now uh, maybe seem to get a credible shot at this with Brock Lesnar? I thought he should have got the championship. That was the million-dollar match right there. You had yeah. a built-in Brock, but that is happy to come to work, get there early, leave late, not have an attitude, not rape you guys financially. You know what I mean? He really mm. – that's the right guy. You know, and to have go over on Brock. So with AJ and Gallagher right. Anderson coming out, of course, that led to a match. Uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Gallows and Anderson. AJ Styles ringside um, during this, cheering them on. Mm -hmm. um, so AJ interfered, causing... Uh, what, how did that go down exactly? So AJ did interfere, got hit on the apron. Uh, he got knocked off. Rollins rolled up Anderson for the win afterwards. Ziggler and Rude interfered, and it just sort of devolved into a, a bit of mayhem. Um, AJ hit the phenomenal forearm. Rude got in Rollins's face. The OC did this too sweet together, and Rude and Ziggler stood tall with the OC as AJ's music hit, and they uh, finished yeah. there, which that works. That yeah, Rude and Ziggler looking good, looking real good. Um, I really would have liked them to see against Gallows and Anderson, though, for what it's worth. I thought that would have been a really good. Uh, tag team feud but um again rude and ziggler look great together yeah i think it's a it's a good pairing are you are you used to calling him robert rude yet i feel like it just sounds so foreign coming at him you know? in real life i never call him that no i always call him his bobby yeah real life. oh man so that was uh the first half hour of the show was that and then uh dolph ziggler and robert rude got a match versus zach Ryder and kurt hawkins yeah my boys <laughs> My boy, I just did a uh, cover for their uh, wrestling figure podcast. You're listening to a major wrestling figure podcast. That, nice. that type of gimmick. I'm a huge wrestling figure collector. Really? Uh -huh. And uh, I stumbled upon their podcast really late in the game. And uh, anyways, he, he, I love Zack Ryder, obviously. And, and I can't believe that, you know, how many times is this dude going out and get over the old-fashioned way with the fans, and they continue to do nothing with him for some reason. But So anytime he gets on TV and he's able to maximize his minutes, hell, I'm a fan. I mean, isn't it interesting that they were just tag team champions? Um, that really went nowhere. I, I didn't get it. I don't – what was what was the point? I don't know. Uh, but tonight, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode got a pretty easy win with Ziggler superkicking Hawkins, glorious DGT from Roode. And then he covered uh, Hawkins for the pin and the win. I thought this was a good match. Thought it was okay. You I know, mean, uh, it established what it needed to establish with Bobby and uh, Ziggler. Um, you know, they need to get a lot of camera time right now. 
and people will start seeing the. I think people already do see the similarities between the two, and why I think they're going to be a really amazing tag team. Do you feel though? Now with All Out, I know there was some uh, critique. Some of it, I think, uh, very valid about like uh, well, the lack of wow factor. Double or Nothing had one of the best endings to a pay per view. Well, hell, they brought. You're never going to get an opportunity like they had that one night to do that with. Mm bringing in moxley you can't do that you can't repeat that again i i feel like tony khan could have just kept adding zeros till cm punk said yes i mean that's always a viable okay, i take that back minus cm <laughs> punk ending this show okay i take that back um but come on you're not gonna i know every show i loved that show yeah i thought it was good i just thought the double or nothing was so, so spectacular that I it was if, long i think they're all long and yeah well, all these pay-per-views um, but I think tonight the WWE missed an opportunity. I mean, if they would have put on the most, I mean, the Bailey ending was fantastic. If they could have, really was if they could have bookended that with like a really hot opening or something at the opening to surprise yeah. people. I think a lot of people already changed the channel before the Bailey thing happened tonight. That's my worry. I think we all go back. Like if I wasn't doing this podcast, I always make sure I'm watching at 11 p.m. as a fan. Mm. You know, because I'm going to see everything I need to see at that time. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I just think that, yeah, I was like, this opening tonight, I thought it was solid, but not, you know, one of the best or hottest openings to Raw that we've seen uh, in some time. I mean, we had all four guys, but but real quick, we did yeah. have all four guys raising their hands between Gallows, Anderson, AJ, what was it, Rude, and Ziggler. Those are mm -hmm. all guys we're fans of, and we want them to do more of sans AJ. AJ's already, get, already gets pushed no matter what, but those four other guys. Yeah. Right? I thought, I mean, I thought there was good stuff in the show tonight. I don't know. It was like uh, coming back for me, having missed a couple weeks, you know, it was familiar. It was nice to see everyone again. I just, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't the class reunion, Glenn. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like when you miss TV, when you miss regular TV, you okay, so, again, like the good old days, geez. you know, I've actually never got a wedgie. In school. I don't buy that. No way. I, when, 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 when did we go to school in the 1950s, Matt? Who was giving wedgies in the 1980s? Um, <laughs> atomic wedgies, but listen, okay. More importantly, another thing I don't buy is the fact that you come to Florida and go, Boy, this heat sucks. That's it, <laughs> that's all I get from Glenn. Not, that hey, was my opening. I'm a little socially awkward, I didn't want to intrude on no, your schedule. Not, you are a social butterfly, you're the complete opposite. Oh, no, no, in fact, so when I was at Starcast, here's the deal if I recognize somebody from their Twitter profile picture and we've interacted, I would go up and say hi to them, but if yeah. it was someone where I didn't know for sure if it was them or not. I'm just going to sit there. And if they say hi to me, great. Well, yeah, if not, that's normal. No, no, that's not awkward. I do the same. I would do the same thing. Like, I have to be really sure who it is before I go up and introduce myself to somebody. Um, I'm pretty sure when you texted me. Well, uh, I know that, but I just didn't want to, like, hijack whatever you had going on because my schedule was all over the place. But here's the good news. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this later. We've got to lay the groundwork for this now for WrestleMania in Tampa because here's the deal, man. What? At StarCast, so many people came up to me and said, I'm a huge fan of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I love you and Matt. Um, I think that in Tampa, we've got to do something. Raj's got to be there. We've got to do maybe a live what? show. Yeah, maybe we do our Mania coverage live. Um, I mean, let's, let's do it, man. Person. Let's get Yeah, let's get all three of us in the same place uh, definitely and do that. go yeah. all out with it, uh, to borrow definitely. a term. Because uh, one thing every time, I mean, it was, this was actually crazier than StarCast in Vegas was. So many people mm -hmm. listened to this podcast and wow. just to see them in person was absolutely fantastic. That really just that warmed is. my heart. People wanting selfies. People wanted to talk. People talking about jokes that we've had on this. Like they remember stuff more than, <laughs> than we do. You know, that's so cool. 
Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. So I think Tampa, I think Tampa in April is going to be the time. Uh, it'll be good. Yeah, I think we make it happen. All three of us in person. It'll okay. be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so we went into Lacey Evans versus Natalia tonight. Um, how's this feud working for you? It's the feud Lacey needs to continue to grow. And, yeah. And, and get and she's how many times do we say that these other guys, like Joe and other guys need or Kofi need that next level star for them to have an angle with and win that angle after four weeks or two months, right? I think that's what this is for Lacey. Yeah. Right. I mean, this will be good. This will build her back up. I think she needs to have some credible wins, um, feuds where she goes yeah. over before she gets another title shot. Yes. And she's a star. Oh, my God. Did I have that wrong? And I'll keep saying that and pointing that out, that I had that pegged so wrong that that gimmick would never get over, that she's stuck in a time capsule. It won't work. And boy, I mean, even in her autograph sessions, we weren't on the last show. I was talking about this. I'm so impressed by her on her Twitter feed and Instagram feed. She shows like her autograph signings, right, where she's fully in character, calling these fans nasties and go to kiss my hand. Yeah, right. You wish. Like doing all these great heel tactics that work today so well. And the fans line up for more because, again, it proves my point. Fans want to suspend their disbelief. She's like a female MJF. You know, it's working for yeah. her. <laughs> in a way, in a way, as far as not breaking kayfabe and it not being corny not to break it either. Yes. Well, let's go one step further, Matt. Um, you're in Florida. Lacey lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. Hurricane approaching Florida right now. Lacey's right. town where she lives evacuated, had to evacuate her family um, out in the because they're in the path of this hurricane. And then she goes on Raw tonight. And fully does this in character, puts on a great performance, not a care in the world. I mean, I just respect that when you've got these real life events and you're able to just be a pro and go to work. You know, I I give credit to anyone that can do that and just my put real life on hold. My father was uh, diagnosed with brain cancer. He had a tumor. And I went to go do Rinka King for TNA at the time. And I'm in India. Um, and they just put the Rinka King World Heavyweight Championship title on me. I was their first champion. And before I left the tour, it was like eight TVs episodes worth. I was supposed to drop it to Magnus. Well, my mom calls me and says, Matt, dad's sick. Really, really bad. The doctor saying he probably has maybe a couple days at best. you got to get home. I had to do what I had to do to drop that title to Magnus. Yeah. Um, you make that deal with yourself and your family, unfortunately, when you – sign a contract with a wrestling company and it's ingrained in you um but then when i was younger with wwe i always point this out when i wanted to ask my wife to marry me and get permission from her father in hawaii to do so i wrote jim ross six months heads up notice letter that i needed time off they tried to put me on the very first uh, tribute to the troops tour and i told him i can't do it i'm, I'm honored to be a part of this but i, I can't you know why i can't I, this is my only opportunity to ask her dad to marry me wow and I planned this out for like a year and a half. I gave the company six months notice. I can't do this. And they're like, okay, no big deal. But they were telling me it was a big deal. And I kind of beat on me after that. And I got deep pushed for it. But whatever. No, it's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So, I mean, credit to Lacey tonight. Um, she ended up getting a distraction with a cheap shot. Drop we're in voluntary you. evacuation here in Longwood. Why don't you tell me? Good job concentrating on this show. It is a good job. I didn't know tonight. I asked Raj like 10 times tonight. I was like, you sure Matt's okay tonight? If not, I don't you know. leave my city. 
Gotta you should be that. out there with like a shotgun and like a bullhorn Wait, with a hurricane approaching. Thing I, would. I really would. I was feeling, I'm feeling sandbags, bringing the people's homes, taking their trash out for them because trash ain't coming, obviously. Yeah. That's oh, fantastic. God. I think that's great. You have to. They look up to you that way. It's weird to say that because it's not part of the job. But how do you say no? Does that make sense? You go out at night with like Punisher, Punisher gear on, roaming the streets. I, I, you feel so territorial about your city. You just I do. bet you explain it. It's a yeah. small enough city where you feel that way. I guess. No, absolutely, man, absolutely. And I hope uh, you, the residents of Longwood, residents of Florida, are all uh, safe and not affected uh, by this approaching mm -hmm. natural disaster. I mean, it's it's crazy, right? These times that we live in. Uh, it's not yeah. one thing; it's it's something else. Um, so yeah. Uh, Natalia got dropped with the women's right. Lacey got yeah. the pin and the win. Hell yeah. Um, what did we have after that? Well, you know what? Let's take a moment. Let's thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Oh, oh, SeatGeek. All Out was a great example of SeatGeek to the rescue. Oh, oh. That's how you start off every one of your promos. No, I, I love SeatGeek. I absolutely love it. I am done with other ticketing websites. Other you websites. Are. Oh, my God. It's so terrible, Matt. When's the last time you bought tickets for a live event? Or a concert. I suck. I, I I don't go out. We don't go out. We're losers. Well, why would you want to when these other ticketing sites make it so hard? You look and you're like, where am I sitting? Is this a good seat? Is this a bad seat? Uh, am I getting my money's worth? Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. And I'm always the one who gets that job, whether uh, it's in my marriage, whether it's in my family. Everybody wants me to always plan these events. And I have to do so much research. I feel like I have to get, you know, a, a doctorate or at least an associate's degree in being able to to buy tickets to a sporting event or a concert or a comedy pressure. club. Yeah. It is a lot of pressure. Oh, and have you ever done that where you get the seats and you show up at the event? You know, you take out your girl and you're just like, yeah, great, I got the tickets. And you get there and you're like sitting behind a pylon or a pillar. You got the obstructed view. I bought tickets for a friend to to go to a show and and, and got complaints over it. I was like, I yeah. We were going for free. I bought you these tickets. But in retrospect, it was a pain in the ass to get them those tickets. Oh, yeah. I went to an NXT house show once where I thought I was right on the ramp, but number one was on the opposite side. So it was, I was as far away from the ramp as possible. Ugh. It was terrible. SeatGeek is the solution to all your ticketing woes. They uh, First off, they actually care. How about that? They have millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee. They've proved that there's a better way. You could search sports, live, music, comedy, wrestling, and more. They have the tickets you're looking for all in one place. And in an industry that stands to stagnate, SeatGeek decides to stand out from the crowd with the fastest way to buy tickets. Stop searching, find the perfect seat, and start enjoying it. Why are they better than the rest? Well, look at the App Store. They got 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? They pull together these millions of tickets from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and they display them on an interactive seat map, breaking down the details for you. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots mean they are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. I told this story before, but we saw the hottest show on Broadway, Moulin Rouge, the adaptation of the film. You cannot get a ticket for this on Broadway right now. We got amazing seats front and center. We were in like the third row, 
and I cannot believe what we paid for them. It was such a good deal. Uh, my wife was so impressed, and now, of course, it set the bar because it's like, oh, I have to use SeatGeek all the time. I've got to outdo myself on what I did on that show with all our future event planning. Oh, we're planning another trip to New York to go to Broadway. Uh, actually, a lot of listeners came up to me at StarCast and said, hey, we got our all-out tickets on SeatGeek. Uh, don't deal with that. Oh, I have to wake up early. I have to wait in a virtual queue. Did I get tickets? Is it sold out? SeatGeek has them. They have them at the best price. They rate those deals on a scale of 1 to 10. It's so so simple to use. Keep it on your phone. It's going to help you. It's going to make your life so much easier and you're going to get great deals on top of it. Even more so, SeatGeek is going to give it, give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our special promo code. Just download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thank them so much for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, you've heard Raj and I talk about it. We love using the app. Matt, you have to start going to concerts and live events and using SeatGeek. It's going to change the way you plan your nights out. Raj used it for Denver Broncos. He brought it for, come on, you're supposed to, well, see. Yeah, uh, Lady Gaga used there it for go. Bon Jovi. He, he's got range, man. <laughs> he loves putting the Lady Gaga part in there because he thinks it makes it sound cool and young. Yeah, and cool. hey. But, you know, I, I want to go to Vegas uh, and check out her show there. And I hear you can't get tickets anywhere. So SeatGeek is going to be my number one hookup for that. Um, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Promo code INC, save $10 off. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Back to Raw tonight. Oh, man, what else happened? Um, Becky came out and cut a promo ahead of her match. Uh, what they did, the Women's Champion Showcase that closed out the show ahead of that. And uh, Becky cut a promo on Sasha. Um, Sasha Banks's music, of course, interrupt, but not before Becky could call her a little blue-haired freak. And uh, then Sasha came out and this set up a championship match for the Raw Women's Championship that's going to happen at Clash of Champions. I think uh, we all saw this coming, the man versus the boss. Great match, great matchup, great hype, great advertise. Right? It, it yeah. passes the snuff test. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Boss versus the Man. That definitely passes the snuff test. It's going to be so good. I mean, I'm so glad they're not doing Becky and Charlotte again. Yes, yes. You know, uh, but here's the thing. I'm a little concerned. I know we say Becky should like always be champion, but <laughs> I think it's more important for Sasha. Really. Well, because this will be her first big match coming back, and she's going to lose. Yeah, I mean, I get you know, Becky. I don't think it would cool her off as long as they keep her on TV. But going into SmackDown, may, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they're going to keep her on Raw, I think she can lose. But if she's going to go to Smack, well, actually, maybe that's why. Maybe she'll lose the Raw Women's Championship and then go to SmackDown mm -hmm. and win that SmackDown Women's Championship from Bailey, from Bailey who attacked her tonight. Oh my God, this all that makes so much would sense. Work, actually, yeah, I would. I've connected the dots. <laughs> and then they go on they need to go on and be I, I unfortunately I have a feeling they're going to become not unfortunately but I have a feeling on the lesser bar they're going to become the women's tag team champions and they're going to have some fun with it they'll do some cool things with it but it's still not the same as in my opinion um Sasha being heavy you know we're, we're women's world heavyweight champion I think that would really help Raw especially if uh Becky's leaving to go to Smackdown when it hits Fox yep you know and Bailey as SmackDown champion, um, yeah, it's kind of been lacking. But now that she's turned, who knows? 
hopefully this is uh, the shot in the arm she needed. We cut backstage after that promo to the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins backstage, uh, shocked at what they just saw, not saying a word, but then quickly sending it to commercial. Uh, then we got the King of the Ring quarterfinal match, Baron Corbin versus Cedric Alexander. Now, Cedric got injured backstage by AJ in the club ahead of this match, uh, allowing Baron Corbin to pick up a win after a reasonably competitive match here. What do you think of Corbin and how uh, much they're they're putting him at the forefront of this King of the Ring tournament? I don't like his next matchup, though. It's Ricochet or Joe. Like, who, whoever did this is so stupid the way they did the, the brackets by the way it is so front heavy loaded in the upper left side yeah it's stupid um meanwhile you look at the bottom right side i'm like freaking benjamin and, and gable are you kidding me they yeah. shouldn't be in it but w- whatever nonetheless somebody's got to lose matches in this and I, i'm sorry but corbin as king of the ring works it it's it has to happen it has to happen he deserves it it will work perfectly for him He'll make it. He's cutting really good promos, being able to play off of it a little bit. Some of it's kind of corny. His backstage, vin- not vignette, but promo he cut was kind of cheesy. But I don't know. It, him going up and holding the you know the crown on his head and holding the scepter and really believing his own BS, it works for me as a heel. No, I like the way that they're setting it up with him. I mean, I think he works for me because he so doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he really doesn't care that he's the most hated wrestler. I mean, what are that's what your goal is supposed to be as a heel. It really is. Would you be able to do that the way Baron has? Because he doesn't have like MJF heat where it's like people admire, like, oh my god, he's doing such a great right. job of playing this character. It's legitimate heat. Yeah. And people we used to call it X Pac heat. I would argue now it's not X Pac heat any longer. Um, but I remember driving out of uh TV taping and having a milkshake thrown at my windshield. I remember uh, another time my rental car's tires being popped. Um, so, so I remember being like, yes, I got like James E. Cornette heat here. You know what I mean? And I remember like calling home. I was ecstatic because as a heel, that's like the holy grail to make somebody that pissed off of a work to think that you're really this dick and they hate you that much to make them do something like that. That's the holy grail. So Corbin, my friend, is clocking it out of the ballpark on that level every single word he comes out of his mouth they hate him legitimately and that's great heat to have yeah um i don't know if he's gonna win this but i think he'll be in the finals man i, I don't and they changed his shirt i know that sounds so stupid but by, by having him wrestle in the tank top makes it all the different see his tattoos you see that he's in shape he looks different than everybody else does on that roster Otherwise, you know, he say he looks like a, a slightly less big version of um, what's his name, um, Gallows at times. Mm. You know what I mean? A bald head. A lot of guys look look somewhat similar. Um, this separates him a little bit because he's got tattoos all over the place. Um, I don't know. I'm digging into King stuff with him though. Yeah, I think uh, he's to me. He's he's entertaining as hell. Um, I enjoy he's him. He's yeah. a legitimate dick. It's hilarious. I mean, it now just kind of worse. It wasn't at first. I, I couldn't stand it. I didn't want to watch it. I was like, ugh. he's improving in the ring, I would say. But like, as far as the character, I hated what he was wearing. I could not get my attention off of it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the all black attire looking like an Olive Garden manager was kind of uh, distracting. Um, we had a backstage interview with Bailey with her uh, originally just not answering questions about Sasha Banks. But then uh 
I don't know. I think they did a good job with this where it didn't tip foreshadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did not tip their hand. Yep. Yeah. She gave a diplomatic answer about not feeling uh, overshadowed by Becky. Um, yeah, it was kind of a nothing interview, but in retrospect, I really value how they didn't uh, give some big cues here in foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, the Viking Raiders versus Tyler Hastings and Brian Thomas, local enhancement I talent. Get it. I don't get it. I do not get it. Although, man, I don't know what you thought about this, but it all out, the Jurassic Express, I was like, oh, that's... That's a terrible name. That's terrible. Terrible name. Yeah. I mean, me, what can't... What were you going to say? Oh, no. Uh, maybe I'm being the elite. They're going to do a thing where they joke that that was them parody, parodying the Viking experience or the... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. yeah. Like it was meant to be bad. But no, you're right. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, bam. Perfect. Perfect What's team. What's wrong with that name? Yeah. Boy That's what everybody Jackson. refers to him as. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, but so uh, the Viking Raiders got their win here. Do you think they have a long plan with them? No. Are you okay. kidding me? No. I don't know. Not at all. They are the Highlanders 2.0. But isn't that why you do these squash matches? Because you're building them up so they, they get a big opportunity. They give all of us big guys those opportunities of squash matches until – they don't give us that next level opponent that we need to go over on to continue to build us. Some guys get it. Others, for whatever rumor reason, don't. I don't see them getting it. I'm telling you right now, they're Highlanders 2.0. They're a million times better. I'm not saying they're the same skill set as them. But as far as what their story will be in WWE, I see it being very similar. Yeah. they're. Uh... They'll have a short-lived run. And, I, and that's not fair to them, but... Such as being with WWE. Uh, Sheriff Schreiber was backstage interviewing Sasha Banks. Uh, one or two questions in. Banks started yelling at her to get the hell out of her face. <laughs> Schreiber, terrified, scurried away, stumbled into a wall while retreating. Uh, man, if they... I, I mean, if they don't hand wave this away, I can't wait to see how Bailey acts with Sasha turned up to 11. Uh, it is it is interesting. How I don't I can't imagine her on a heel promo. I just can't picture it. So it's so intriguing. Absolutely. I mean, this is the number one thing I'm excited to see. She is next week. I'm wrong. Not a heel. She's the complete yeah. antithesis of this in real life. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see it, what her acting chops are like and how she, it can't be her acting chops. She's got to figure a way to find something, one thing within this new layer to her character that she can identify with as a shoot. And turn that into heat and heel, um, heelisms, if you will. Maybe it's the fans turned on her kind of a thing. Maybe she can find something in there within to make real. Uh, maybe it's the company. You're sick of the company screwing with you. That's an old one that everyone uses a lot. But in her case, it would be kind of true. Yeah. Well, and you know, forget next week on Raw. We should know tomorrow night because uh, Bailey's still the SmackDown Women's Champion. Man, yeah, that's true. I- I hope she doesn't go on Twitter at night. I think she should just radio silence. She should be the go-home segment tomorrow night on I'd SmackDown. I'd be shocked that she stayed radio silent. She should, but she won't. Yeah, but she should be the last thing. I mean, forget Rowan and Daniel Bryan and Roman and all that. Like, Bailey is the segment I'm tuning in for tomorrow night on SmackDown. She should just tweet, period. Like, the like that, that, that just, actual, just actually the period. Yeah. That. yeah. That's it. And pe- yeah, uh, there, there's probably a joke that could be made there. I'm not going to make it. Um, after that King of the Ring quarterfinal match, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Uh, this was interesting. I actually thought this was uh, the best match 
tonight on the show was really good, but ended with uh, perhaps a, a double pin, both shoulders down, arms barely on top of one another. The referee uh, counted it. The bell was hit. And then John Cohn, after on a headset, said uh, they're going to review the finish before making a final decision. Um, when's the last time they did that in WWE programming? Man, I forget who it was, but they have done it. And um, a couple times, I remember as a kid. But, um, and I want to say late, not lately, within the last 10 years. I forget how they did it. Um, but nonetheless, very good stuff here because neither one of them, especially Joe, can afford like a clean loss. Yeah. Well, rather than declare a winner and loser, they decided that they're both advancing and there's going to be a triple threat with Ricochet, Samoa Joe, and Baron Corbin next week. I, that, I wonder if Corbin's going to win it. That part sucks. That yeah. part sucks. Corbin should have nothing to do with this. He should be on his own beating somebody else in a singles match. Make it a triple threat of somebody. This is why they, they, they're stupid setup of it was terrible the brackets were terribly done yeah see i like the idea that i don't know it's funny with with corbin when they do it forced i think it works better but with shane mcmahon it's like it's terrible no Um, meaning meaning like it's they front they front loaded one side so heavily where where it's i don't know i don't know it's just you want it to be somewhat predict uh, i don't know i'll stop talking no, hey, we'll we'll see what happens next week in the uh, next round of that triple threat match. Uh, Braun Strowman talked about Steve Austin officiating next week. Um, it's kind of an interesting angle that they're still a tag team, but they're facing each other at Clash of the Champions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's it's somewhat different because of Braun. Braun makes everything, even if it's done to death a thousand other times before, which it has. Two baby faces being tag team. Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels is a great example. When they were forced to be tag team champions together, both baby faces. Shawn Michaels had just come back from losing a smile, if you remember. Yes. And it was thrusted into a tag team out of left field with Stone Cold Steve Austin. They won the titles together. Um, and it works for Braun, even though it's been done to death by the two other baby faces and all the time in wrestling. But for him, it works because he makes everything different. Everything with him feels aesthetically different for me because of his size and his character and we got a new firefly funhouse tonight we did and they advertised for it before commercial break which was smart absolutely so let's break this down a little bit we got the the vince devil puppet we got (laughs) wyatt counting money uh we got him apologizing to uh finn balor um for the fiend uh rambling rabbit with a help sign um I thought it was interesting, even with the end, the, the see you in hell, uh, given that uh, Sami Zayn used that in a promo, what, like a month or two ago, uh, but never really caught on. Um, I like this. And now it's looking like Hell in a Cell, either The Fiend versus um, Braun or versus Seth. I know in the advertisements it was talking that, of course, card subject yeah. to change. But people are making it seem now like, okay, The Fiend getting a universal championship shot is quite likely for Hell in a Cell next month. I'm very concerned about that because they can't have him lose, obviously. Yeah. Braun can't get the world title and then lose it quickly either. So I don't want, I don't like this. Do you see why I don't like it? Because Mm -hmm. I think Braun should be the world champion. Okay. I just do. And this tells us that Seth's going to win because there's no way in hell they're putting 
LeBron versus him together this quickly. Yeah. Right. Why there's way too much money left on the table to throw to them a month from now or whatever it is. It's way too quick. That could be a WrestleMania match. Um, and Seth, I mean, Seth wins the title versus Braun and goes against uh, Bray. And I don't necessarily think Bray needs a title. I, I can't believe I'm mm. saying that because I've always wanted this guy to be pushed because he's so freaking epic on promos, right? We love him, especially with his new character. I just think it needs more time to breathe. Not because it's not over, but because the title convolutes it. Then he's going to have to start talking about defending the championship and all this other stuff if he becomes champion. Crap we don't care about pertaining <laughs> to the context of his new character. I want to hear about devil stuff, hell stuff, um, you know, killing people. All these terrible things that, that this guy <laughs> talks about or will talk about, I want to hear more about. I don't want to hear about what it means to him to defend the title and hold on to it. And I don't care about that. Yeah. I dare say he's bigger than the title for me as a fan watching the show and being serious. Yeah, hey, I think uh, you know at this point he's the hottest thing in on the in the male talent in the company, sure. Um, but no, with Braun, I think I don't know. I hope they're ready to really pull the trigger on Braun at this point. Then you see him beating Bray Wyatt right no, away. It just it doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe if that's there, maybe Bray Wyatt does not get the title shot. That well, is the best thing for him, if not, maybe. Braun wins the championship, and maybe it's Bray versus Seth in a non-title match, Hell in a Cell. How would they get there where it's non-title? That would that would work. Well, no, no. Braun wins the championship from Seth at Clash of the Champions, and Seth's next feud is against Bray Wyatt. <sighs> okay. Right? Does Seth need a title Bray. at this no. point either? Bray needs to go over on him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fine. I mean, I actually, I would advocate... Seth maybe getting married soon, recently uh, engaged. Maybe Seth losing to the Fiend and taking maybe, maybe that's the key. Like Finn Balor, maybe takes him out. Bray sends guys on vacation yep. for a little bit, sends them home in body bags. Yep, I like it. Yeah, I think okay. that would work quite well. Um, feels weird to me. I'm not going to Hell in a Cell and it's like an hour from me, but uh, pay per views are just, I don't know, WWE pay per views are not fun to watch live uh, in person. Uh, I don't know. How is it for you when you go to? Have you gone to WWE TV? NXT only. Yeah. Yeah. NXT yeah, I would think that would be weird. Fun. I loved it. Well, NXT, yeah, is its own thing. But yeah, I would think it would be kind of weird just going to WWE TV. Like you know too much almost. Yeah. Yeah, and you're and you're, it's an eight hour ordeal. You get there at twelve o'clock, and you're there until eight o'clock when the show starts. And you yeah. have show f that. Uh, Bailey, by the way, number one. Twitter trend in the United States right now, <laughs> along with right. the term heel Bailey and Bailey heel turn. So there you have it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Good for her. She, mm-hmm. She's definitely earned this. Uh, I hope yes. the WWE doesn't squander this opportunity. Yeah. Um, we got Ray Mysterio backstage saying uh, Dominic stopped him from retiring and Ray's doing this for a son. He's not going anywhere. I dig it. Yeah. There's realism in that. I dig it. Uh, the Miz versus Cesaro. I could have done without this. Yeah, this felt like I was watching Raw from 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I guess guys need, guys got to get wins too, I guess, right? Over this established talents too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't entertained by it though. Uh, the Miz picked up the win, stood tall, and Cole was hyping his Clash of the Champions title shot for the Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, so, that'll be interesting. 
And uh, they confirmed next week, as we talked about earlier, Stone Cold Steve Austin will officiate the Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins contract signing uh, next week for Madison Square Garden. We'll also have the King of the Rings semifinals triple threat with Samoa Joe versus Ricochet versus Baron Corbin. And then, finally, the Women's Championship Showcase match tonight. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, the WWE Women's Tag Champs, versus Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Becky and Bailey on the same team, semi-competitive match happening. Sasha Banks coming out, uh, getting into it. The big turn at the end with um, Banks attacking Becky. The ref called for the bell. Banks dropped Becky with the backstabber out of the corner. Um, Becky was on the floor. Sasha and uh, brought a steel chair out from under the ring, brings it in, unloads on Lynch. Bailey runs in and stops her, takes the chair. Bailey and Banks stare at each other. Bailey holds the chair, smiles at Sasha, and then unloads on Becky Lynch with it. Uh, it just, it was like an animated gif waiting to happen. Uh, Banks watching, smiling as Bailey just, what what she probably hit about 10 hits uh, with she yes chance. She waffled there. Yeah. Beating down Becky Lynch. Uh, mm-hmm. Hell of an ending, man. As we talk about it again, that's what I want to go back and rewatch. That's what everybody's talking about on yes. Twitter right now. SmackDown tomorrow, Bailey being on that brand, that's going to be hot. Now, tonight they also showed us a recap of what's been going on with Roman, Rowan, and Daniel Bryan. We're supposed to get some movement on that tomorrow night. Daniel Bryan and Rowan having some conflict, saying Rowan did it. Daniel Bryan saying he had nothing to do with it. Who got Rowan to do it? Oh, the big mystery. Um, I mean, you're invested in this at this point? I'm not invested in it, but I'm entertained by seeing how Daniel Bryan's able to work himself out of this crap they're giving him. Sure. And he, he manages to do it for me. He does. Think about it. Like, think about the lunacy that is him walking down the aisle with a microphone in hand saying, I did not do this. I hate liars. I hate liars. If you just read that script, like, oh, that's terrible writing. That's such a corny thing to say. He pulls it off. Um, so for his sake, I'm interested in this. I'm invested in it. Um, that's about the end of it. Yeah. We'll see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown, and we'll be and, here to talk about it. I thought made Roman look like a dick, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he speared him. Like, dude, he just got done telling you he had nothing to do with it. He's not in the video, and you saw him just beat the crap out of Roman. Uh, Roman of Roman, he smacked the hell out of him. And it didn't look like that was a work either. Like, like they set that up where he was going to smack them. Like if you were just watching that in the ring and you're Roman, I would have bought that. So here's something interesting. They also hype that next week, the undertaker is going to be on SmackDown. That is the go home show for clash of the champions. That would be hilarious. If this was undertaker using voodoo powers to make Eric Rowan do it, <laughs> he's doing this. It, bolts of lightning are shooting out of his hands, hitting Eric Rowan to prop him into pushing it over on Roman Reigns. I could see The Undertaker there maybe saving uh, Roman, and maybe we get a tag match at Clash of the Champions. Maybe we get yeah, definitely. Taker and Roman versus uh, Daniel Bryan. It's a tag. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. Although The Fiend, no match at Clash of the Champions announced. I'm ve- I okay with that. Uh, Fiend versus Undertaker at Survivor Series, man. Oh. I want that to be Taker's last match. So bad. Yes, it's either him or Braun. He's got to put over Braun. Yeah. Oh, but with the Fiend, it makes so much sense because we get real Undertaker. We get like the real mythology Undertaker again, not just an old guy out there in a hat looking like you just stepped out of Children of the Corn. Um, 
You'll be good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what else is going on in the world of wrestling right now. Um, so all out, you you liked all of it. You were good, start to finish. I mean, it was long for me. It was a yeah. long night. Um, things on the pre, like the women's battle royal, should not have been on the pre-show. Yeah, it was, that was really really strong. I thought that was one of the most entertaining things they did. There were so many talents that I, I was first time seeing for me, and I was really impressed with in that ring for the women's battle royal. Um, it, meanwhile, there was things on the card. I like the, actually the women's singles match. I would not have put on the main card. I would have put that on the opening. I, I think this is. I mean, credit to AEW and TNT, man. Having Nyla Rose versus Rio for the AEW Women's Championship. I don't. Th- I mean, everyone I was sitting next to. I care about her. I don't care about well, Rio. Well, I, I think. No, I, I actually think Nyla Rose, Rose. Yeah, I think Nyla. Uh, did you see her panel at Starcast? By the way, any of the footage from that? No. Why? What happened? She was shooting on everyone and like had this attitude. She was mocking the Australian girl's accent. I was like, where did all this personality come from? Because Nyla, they've been oh. showing her in videos like she's Nia Jax, right? Like strong, silent. She's the native That's beast. What they do with big people all the time. It did it to me too, dude. But her personality was fantastic. I was like, I want to see this girl on TV week in and week out. Mm-hmm. She was funny as hell. That's cool. I'll look it up then. Where can I see it? Uh, I'm sure somebody leaked it on YouTube. You're supposed okay. to buy it on Fight TV. I'm sure there are there's clips on Twitter. Has anybody leaked all of CM Punk's interview yet? Not not that I've seen, but I know there's clips on Twitter. Okay. Um, but yeah, everybody I was sitting near thought for sure Britt Baker was winning that women's battle royal. I yeah, think me too. Huge upset. Me too. I did too. Um, I loved that battle royal for so many reasons. They did a really good job of establishing new talents, and they brought in the right. Uh, older talents, veterans. Kong ODB was a great addition. Bringing it in Eva Lee's, I would like to see them do more with her. Has she signed a deal? Because Eva Lee's will be a player for them in that women's division. Yeah, I don't know. She was great. Uh, what about Jazz's new look with the shaved head? It's completely different. She's immediately established and over, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. of her new look. Yeah. That was fantastic. I mean, would you? I mean, look. <laughs> oh, she looked great. I mean, she looked like a superstar. It was actually for her. I mean, I could see her now having a bit of a renaissance. Like the she could have another run. In real life, Jazz is such a badass. All the women feared her in WWE. All of them. I'm She's sure. A bad, bad woman, man. I right now, man. If they book this right on TV, I mean, I just hope they don't do what the WWE does, and it's like here's one and a half women's matches every week. There's yeah. your women's division, you know, like give us some real meat on this. Yeah, I mean, as I say that, I will repeat, I did not, I did not enjoy the singles match because I, I don't think, know either character. I think that I, I know uh, Joshi. I know Joshi wrestling is very important to Kenny Omega and AEW, but I feel like it's not going to be just as the f- mainstream fan. How is that going to translate to TV? That's the question. Nyla, I think is going to be a superstar on TV week in and week out but with Rio. I haven't seen it yet. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What makes it Joshi? What, what makes it its own entity in your opinion? Um, I think it's, it's the genre of Japanese women's wrestling, right? Where it's a little, What's the difference, I, you know, wrestling? I'm I'm not sure to be honest. I'm not either. Other than that, it's it's it, it emanates from Japan, right? That's all I know. Whereas cruiserweight wrestling, when they're making the Tony Khan was making the comparison to Bischoff bringing in the cruisers to Nitro, it was a very big difference. When he brought in the cruisers to Nitro, we're talking about smaller, much faster, quicker, 
agile wrestlers with a much faster pace with Lucha Libre uh, thrown in there as well. Things we normally didn't see on Monday Night Raw regularly or Nitro regularly. Okay, well, I went to Wikipedia, where one does when they want to get schooled yeah. on something in this modern age. It is the predominant style of women's professional wrestling in Japan, known for its distinct psychology and presentation of the sport, treated as a legitimate fight with fewer theatrics. The mm. stories told in Japanese matches are about a fighter's spirit and perseverance, strong style, full contact. Um, okay. Yeah, so a little more intense. Um, I so, think. So it's Japanese, right? It's Japanese style, strong style wrestling, what we see from the guys, I'm guessing, like with New Japan. Not New Japan anymore. There's so many foreigners, but um, what New Japan used to be? Yeah, I would think that would be kind right. of a fair comparison. It's, and it's uh, more stiff action, right? They're stiffing the crap out of each other. I'm guessing. And there's a site, Joshi City. I'm just going to give this uh, a little yeah. plug here. Uh, it is the Beginner's Guide to Joshi. Oh, I need uh, to yeah, I've just you can easily go through and read this and get more information. Now, I know with that style, it will come the question, uh, and maybe this is AEW. I mean, this is just me completely spitballing here. Maybe look at how Nakamura and Asuka have fared in the WWE. I think maybe this is Kenny Omega and the fans of Japanese wrestling um, inside AEW saying, we're going to show you the right way to do this. And give it a legitimate platform on how this is supposed to be displayed, not put them in goofy characters and, and not – not showcasing their strengths or hiding their weaknesses. Yeah. And that's what happens by them trying to build up their character more when they can hardly, you know what I mean? They, they don't speak English very well, right? right. Uh, um, Nakamura especially. So why the hell would you put the poor guy in all these promo situations? You wouldn't. You'd make him an ass kicker in the ring. That's all he needs to be. His entrance is so, everything about him is so different. He doesn't need the promos. He's that good. Well, and that's the question is how they're going to present it. I almost think they could have um, ran these storylines on TV to build up Riho and the the uh, Japanese wrestlers a little bit more. Maybe before I think putting uh, her in the title picture is very ambitious. Incredibly ambitious. Yeah. Incredibly ambitious, but it gets an easy. It's going to be an easy win for um, Nala Rose. That's the bottom line, right? Nala Rose becomes champion. I think Nyla. I mean, right. People has, has to be the champion. That's a hell of a start for your first champion. She's a monster. They've got to keep Kong the hell away from her, though, because Kong out monsters are every single time they're in the same ring together. Yeah. They cannot let her be near her. I think it'll like be similar. Big Show, listen, it's when they debuted yeah. Mimi, they put Big Show next to me. What the freak? <laughs> Paul Heyman's bragging about these new two monsters. He's got me, Nathan Jones, the Twin Towers, and they put us in the same ring with Big Show. Yeah. Oh. Less monster. What am I worth yeah. at that point? I think uh, Nyla is women's champ with Britain. The chase is going to work very well. Uh, the same way that I think Jericho is champion with Paige chasing for a while. With Hangman chasing yeah. him is going to be. Yeah. Good. See, that was a great championship match, too, at the end of the show. I, I just, hmm. It, it was such a long show. You know, yeah. like, so long. I was so tired. Um, not because the action wasn't good. It was just four hours. Four hours is long. You could show the most exciting wrestling you want to give me. I cannot give you four hours of of, of energetic attention. It's hard for me. Um, I'd say three hours, three and a half at most for my attention span before I really, ha you know, start those dozing off a little. 
they could have cut one of the the tag matches. The Orange Cassidy moment was good, but um, Orange either, Cassidy was cool. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. But the Dark Order versus Carol. Best Friends or the yeah, other one. Start listen, they usually listen to the fans because they make tips of the hat to the fans, making fun of the show with the librarians right in the past and things like that. They've got to really start listening though. When it comes to the Dark Order, I don't get what they see in that. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand it. The one guy in the Dark Order, they need to keep. He's good. He can be a good singles wrestler. He's very talented. I'm sorry about the, about his partner, but he is the shits. Um, the ladder match, the ladder tag match, I thought was fantastic, and I enjoyed Jungle yes. Boy. <laughs> Dude, the ladder tag yeah. match, I think, is where I spent all my energy. Yeah, no, it was tough <laughs> having the championship match after that, and again, like. Um, I don't know. I and mean, we've talked about this before, like fans working in themselves into expectations. I didn't think CM Punk was going to show up, but let me tell you, Same. people stayed in the arena at the end. People people were shocked when it went off the air with Jericho. In their defense, because none of us saw Moxley coming in. Yeah. Well, I know nobody did. Um, excuse guys. me. Go back on this podcast. And everyone that talked to me at StarCast in Vegas, I said, I think Moxley's going to show up. It makes too yeah. much sense. Yes, and everyone, Raj, Raj on this podcast was like, oh, no, maybe maybe it all out. Maybe when they're on t- TV yeah. in the fall. And I was saying, this makes more sense than anything to me. Why the won't anyone thing you call a straight home run with was someone with Charlotte once, I remember. Oh, them uh, having Charlotte uh, pick up the belt over Asuka before WrestleMania, so it was a double championship match. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was that. It was something like that. But... I don't remember this one. If you did, great. But not many people saw it, is my point. So I could see them. If they did it with Moxley, maybe they could do it with Punk and want to stay. Yeah. I just think that uh, – and so they announced Full Gear that's happening in Baltimore. <laughs> great name. Yeah. I mean, it's not that the, the bloom is off the rose with AEW, but I think that, you know, I, I just, I'm ready for TV, man. I'm ready for storytelling. I'm tired of watching these YouTube videos to understand what's going on. You know, I want to really? see them. I like it because I can watch it whenever I want. I think it's good, but they're not doing like TV That's style storytelling. Story. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's still a little kind of tongue in cheek and jokey. Right. And I don't know. You're right in that regard. You know, I mean, I just, I want to see what AEW TV is going to look like. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Very, very excited for that. Um, and yeah, I think uh, where they go from here, I mean, all the potential. I think also Moxley not being on All Out because of uh, the MRSA. Yeah. I mean, that affected missed, this. We missed what could have been a potential match of the year winner, mm-hmm. or at least candidate. Yeah, and uh, Pac, Pac, Pac. I know the internet's debating. How in the hell do you pronounce that? I'm just going to call him Neville. Pac. Neville versus... Uh, it's, it's always been Pac. It's never been I thought Pac. it was Pac. Everyone online is telling me it's Pac. No, it's not Pac. It's Pac. He calls okay. himself Pac. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. Anyhow, regardless, uh, I thought that match was really good. There was a lot that I liked being there in person, tons of energy for almost all of it. Uh, it was good, but at the same time, it's weird that what's been the predominant AEW story um, since All Out, if you look online, it's been Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray is no longer with the company. Um, I think that's not good for AEW if that's the thing people are talking about the most rather than I Jericho. Agree. They should not be talking about that. Should be about Jericho being the first champion. His post show celebration was hilarious. Did yeah. you see it? He's walking and just belittling everybody. Hey, you big stupid idiot. <laughs> he was so funny walking backstage. Did you see it? Uh, I saw the clip about the pop some bubbly 
where he's you gotta watch it. it I watched the whole thing. It's him walking through the whole backstage area for like five minutes before he gets to that bottle of wine. It's hilarious. No, I have to check it out. I watched some of the media scrum, but people are analyzing Tony Khan's answer about Kylie Ray. People are analyzing that like it's a goddamn Zapruder film. Why do they care? She wanted her release, so they gave I it agree. to her. I agree, man. People She's are not having up Star Wars. I can't, I cared at all. In fact, I thought she was corny. Um, I get it. If there's some wrongdoing on AEW's part, I'm sure people are looking into that. And if there is, by all means, expose it. Report. Wait, 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 what am I missing here? No, people are just insinuating online. I don't think they're, but we don't know. Well, this is what we know. Okay, we know that Tony Khan said she requested her release. It was uh -huh. an amicable split. They gave her release. Her release. She's done with the company. She deleted her Twitter. She's been radio silent since I think July. Really? Okay, so. Really? There's an argument raging online about is there something to look into or respect your privacy. I'm of the belief that um, look into you guys aren't Sherlock Holmes. Slowly. I know. It, it, she you, you, and the other part of it is who's to say she's not going to get a shot with WWE? How do you know that's not the reason she has for a release? That's what I yeah. would. We'll see. We don't but know she, anything. She's it's all get rumors. a million questions about it and doesn't want to spoil her tryout or her opportunity with WWE. How do we know? I think the reason why this is also blowing up, one, because somebody asked it in the post-media scrum, two, because um, a lot of people suspected she was going to be the wild card 21st entry in that women's battle royal. So people are talking about it now. I'm of the belief if there's a story, if people are looking into it and there's something to be found, great, but uh, wild speculation. I was, speculation way, I was way more impressed with Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Martinez. She was great. Way more impressed. So right? many. So many of those women so on Saturday Night were fantastic. Right. right? So many, and, and that's why argue, this is a huge shot. I'm saying, but hmm. much it, it took the women's division from AEW's down here compared to WWE's, and I thought did a little bit more of this. Yeah, it, it lives or dies based on how much they're featured on weekly television. Yes, and, the whole show, though, I would argue. Yeah, lives on how it does in television. Um, but no, I think uh, I think it'll be good, man. So uh, I think that's all I got. You got anything to plug before we take this home? I don't. Uh, those that are living, that live here and watch this show, I have a lot of. Uh, we have a lot of fans that live here in Seminole County that watch this. Um, obviously, stay tuned to all the broadcasts and what they're saying for Hurricane Dorian. Um, don't wait before it's too late. They make you evacuate. Obviously, leave. Um, don't don't mess around with this one. It's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be a Category Four when it hits Florida. It's crazy, it's crazy as hell. Um, Irma was a one. We received wow. a one with Irma and it broke my windows. So, um, we're going to have a three by the time it hits us here. The outer bands, big winds, lots of flooding, things like that. Guys, if you can get out, get out if you can. That's about it. No, stay safe, everyone. Um, also want to plug, if you go on my Twitter and you look uh, right now, I'm actually helping Blue Chew run this contest. At StarCast, we got a signed CM Punk mic flag, one of the flags that was used in his interview. Um, you know, the little triangle that goes on the microphone. CM Punk signed it. We're giving that away. 25 runners up are going to get signed 8x10s uh, from select StarCast talent, including Orange Cassidy, Scott Hall, Jerry Lawler, JR, Alicia Atout, uh, Sting, and more. Uh, go check out the Blue Chew Twitter account for instructions on how to enter that contest. I retweeted it as well. And tomorrow night, we'll be back to talk about SmackDown, the first SmackDown of the Dark Bailey era. Until yeah. next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.